the world we know is changing. I'm Moira Gunn, and welcome to Biotech Nation. One effort that has been tried for people with diabetes is to implant islet cells in the pancreas, as these are the cells that produce insulin. But like any other foreign matter in your body, your body rejects them. Itolerance is working on a way for such cells to be ignored by your immune system. Dr. Anthony Japor is the president and CEO of Itolerance in Miami. Dr. Japor, welcome to the program. Thanks, Moira. Now, I think just about everyone knows that should you have a kidney transplant or a liver transplant, you are on immunosuppression drugs for the rest of your life. Why is that? What, what exactly is happening when you implant tissues, not your own, in the body? So what happens is your body has T cells, which fight uh, anything foreign. And when foreign tissue comes into your body, T cells go to the site of the implant and destroy it. So you're, you're suppressing them when you're taking immunosuppressant drugs. That's right. Yes. Now your company, iTolerance, is working on intentionally planting small amounts of tissue in humans. Won't there be the same problem as implanting whole organs? Yes, absolutely. So even small tissues placed into the body will be destroyed by those T cells coming in to kill that uh, foreign tissue. So what we are doing is we have a protein called FASL, which is mixed together with a microgel and planted into the body with the uh, cells or tissue that we want to be engrafted into the body. This protein uh, then binds to those T cells that are coming in to kill the implant and basically kills just those T cells and allows the implantation to occur uh, without the need for lifelong immunosuppression. Now, how did this technology all come about? So our scientific founders from Georgia Tech University as well as the University of Louisville and University of Missouri, uh, they have been working on the problem and have been in love with the problem of immunosuppression for the last 20, 25 years and have been looking for ways to use this protein called FASL in a positive way to allow implantation of cells or tissue, but without the need of lifelong immunosuppression. And uh, uh, this is, as I say, has been going on for about 20, 25 years, this research. So you've had to have chosen a first candidate. What is the first tissue that you are seeking to implant first? So our lead indication is to cure type 1 diabetes. Now, what's the idea? How can a little piece of tissue have a positive effect on someone's diabetes? So people who don't have diabetes have islet cells, and those islet cells are within the pancreas, and they produce insulin in response to glucose. People with diabetes, their islet cells don't function properly. They don't produce insulin in response for glucose. But there is a way to transplant tissue, either cadaveric islets or islets that are produced from stem cells, and implant those cells and tissue into the body and then have insulin-producing cells in patients with diabetes that can effectively uh, cure their, their type 1 diabetes. Now, I know you're not in humans yet, but you have extensive animal studies, starting with mice and then non-human primates. You've gone on to monkeys. Tell us what you've done. Tell us what you've learned. 
So our uh, scientific founders were both uh, funded researchers by the Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation and were independently looking at the protein and the microgel separately. And the JDRF did a challenge grant where they said, we, will, we want to give an award out but you got to work with somebody. And literally in the sandwich line, Dr. Andres Garcia, one of our founders who has been working on the microgel, turned and looked at Dr. Haval Sherwan, who's been working on the fast-cell protein, and said, what about putting our two technologies together? And they said, okay, why not? Because uh, Dr. Sherwan had been trying to use the fast-cell protein to induce tolerance, but it wasn't working. But together, they embarked on studies in mice, and lo and behold, they found it actually worked, and the, the mice were cured of diabetes out to six months. The work was published in Nature Materials uh, back in 2018 and was heralded as a major finding. However, the non-human primate model, a uh, monkey model, is really considered the gold standard. So after they had these results in mice, they contacted Dr. Jim Markman at Mass General Hospital at Harvard in Boston, and the three of them embarked on a two-year study to look at uh, this protein and microgel in a monkey model of diabetes. And last year, published in Science Advances, were the results, again showing that type 1 diabetes uh, could be cured in, in these monkeys out to six months. And, and that was heralded again as another major uh, advancement in the field and why iTolerance then decided to operationalize and move toward humans as the next step forward. Now, before we go to the leap to humans, let me ask you just a little more about the diabetic monkey study, if you will. Uh, the whole idea is you put in just enough or just some amount of the islets in the protein microgel combination is there a is there a level that you need to put in number that you put in how does this work and do you have to put them in repeated times you only put it in one time and it is usually based on the body weight of, of the monkey it's so many milliequivalents of of the islets per kilogram body weight because the body knows how much insulin it needs based on its needs so say 120 pound person doesn't need as much insulin as say a 250 pound person, you know, so, so, so there is a correlation between body weight and um, the need for, for islets to produce insulin. So is that amount well known in humans? Yes, uh, islet transplantation has actually been studied uh, in the US for the last 20 years and they have worked out how much is needed of the islets to either reduce insulin requirements or completely to eliminate the need for insulin. Okay, so how do you do this? Do you, obviously you're working with the FDA. Yes, we have to accumulate a certain amount of data to move forward in humans and, and we know what this roadmap looks like. Well, diabetes is not the, the only condition that you're looking at. What else are you working on? We have a second program, very exciting, in liver transplantation. So as you know, today, many people get liver transplants, but they do need to be on lifelong immunosuppression. So we have a research collaboration with a company that is a spin-out out of the University of Pittsburgh called Ligenesis, and we are working with them 
to be able to do liver transplantation without the need for lifelong immunosuppression. And those are very early studies in animals, but we're very excited with this opportunity. I'm just very uh, interested in this whole idea. Is this considered a drug? Is it considered a device? Is it considered a transplant? What is it considered? So it is considered a biologic product. So FDA is divided between the drug portion, the biologics, and devices. We uh, go toward the biologics. So biologics are anything that is like human-derived or something made through a biologic process as opposed to chemicals or a synthetic chemical process. And I'm glad you asked me that because there have been many attempts to use devices to evade the immune system, and none of them have worked. Our product is not a device, but is this FASL protein and microgel. The FASL is only in the body for about two to three weeks and goes away, but it, it has already trained the immune system to accept these cells and doesn't see it as foreign and doesn't destroy it. And that is what is unique about our product relative to other approaches that have been tried and are going to be tried in the future. Now, it's a long road ahead. <laughs> You've got to really prove in humans that this is safe and effective. And I'm just wondering, how long do you anticipate this is going to take? So we hope to be in humans within about 18 months. And then the study will be one year long. We will enroll a few patients, right, because this is a new treatment and the FDA doesn't allow you to just put this in many, many patients all at once. It's a staggered approach over time. And we will start with less than 12 patients that will be enrolled in the study. We will follow them over a year. We will look at their insulin requirements. We'll be looking as whether or not the graft remains in place. And uh, we will follow them indefinitely if it's successful. Now, we have a global regulatory approach, so we are looking, in addition to the U.S. FDA and to do clinical trials in the U.S., we're also looking at Canada, at the U.K., Europe, the Middle East, uh, many other places. We have a global regulatory approach in, in trying to test this in humans. We've been talking about, you know, little pieces of tissue here, but we started by talking about a kidney transplant, a liver transplant. Can it help with these large organs? The answer is yes, possibly. We have a new formulation of our product, which is in a nanoparticle formula. And we are just starting testing now to look at large organ transplantations, such as a kidney or a heart. Now, again, these studies will be done in mice. We haven't started them yet, but the in vitro data is very promising. And we're really excited to continue to fund the research in this direction for large organ transplantation as well. Now, I know that my next question doesn't have to do with humans, uh, but I know that there's a lot of pets, like dogs and cats, they have diabetes. Is this possible to use this product with them? Absolutely, yes. Uh, our product is potentially uh, useful in dogs, cats, horses, and we are very interested in, in finding a partner to work with us in the animal health space. We are very focused on human health, but we are very open to working with other companies whose purpose is in animal health. And we do think that our product could work for type 1 diabetes in dogs and cats. Well, 
Uh, Dr. Shapur, thank you so much for joining me. I hope you will come back and keep us updated. Thank you for having me. Dr. Anthony Shapur is the president and CEO of iTolerance in Miami, Florida. More information is available at itolerance.com. Listen to more biotech podcasts at biotechnation.com or subscribe on your favorite podcast provider. Biotech Nation is a regular feature of the weekly public radio program, Tech Nation. Listen to the full show via podcast or on your local public radio station. For Biotech Nation, I'm Moira Gunn.